Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 262 brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says you don't want everyone as your customer. I promise you don't. And to share more, joining me today is Lisa Alexander. Now, Lisa is a former ambitious entrepreneur guest. She certainly is. She's a small business owner as well as an author and she is about to release her first marketing book, What Million Dollar Brands Know, Marketing and Branding Strategies for Today's Entrepreneur. Now, specifically on today's show, Lisa is going to share marketing and branding strategies from successful business owners. We can learn a lot from what other successful business owners are doing and, and how they're branding and bringing their message out. She's going to talk about backstories on successful business owners as well as the importance of setting up your company culture and knowing your target audience. Every business owner that she has interviewed, she understands and acts on these two strategies. That's what they do. So we need to be doing that as well. So welcome back, Lisa. This is a topic I think every ambitious entrepreneur, if they're not clear on, they do need to get clear on. Specifically now, we've got incredible tools and technologies which enables us, many of us, to be able to serve a global audience, which also means that there are other people in our industry on a global scale. So never before has it been so important to be so clear and um on our identity, what makes us unique and the unique experience we want to create, which we know is so important when it comes to branding and marketing. But for people who may be hearing and listening to you for the very first time, just give people a, a brief overview of how you got into what you're doing and what I know you're so very passionate about today. What's your backstory? <laughs> My backstory. I started out as a graphic designer when I was 16. I'm the only teenager on record to have a key to the church office because I was designing the church bulletin at 16. <laughs> so, so it kind of just grew from there. Um, held marketing positions, always freelanced as a graphic designer. As a marketer, I was that graphic designer where you couldn't just bring things to me and not give me the information. It's like, who was this for? Because that was going to dictate the copy. That was going to dictate... Um, the the photos or the clip art at the time I'll date myself the clip art that we were going to use at the time and so 
marketing and the creative side have always been very innate to me. And so mm. a career, it really did grow from that space. And yeah. so I've been able to build a consulting business and then an agency from this point. My husband and I work together and we have a creative agency here in Houston, Texas. Fabulous. And I love the way that right from the beginning, you've been so aware and attuned to the fact that when we're talking about brands and specifically from the creative graphic designer perspective, so often you have graphic designers that kind of assume what the brand needs to look like. But you really were right at the beginning saying, well, what's the experience? What's the, you know, those very important aspects that very much determine what makes us quite different and of course the experience you want to create now of course as i mentioned in the introduction you're about to release your first marketing book what million dollar brands know and i'm assuming that some of the things you're going to talk about today and share with us are little snippets of what obviously are going to be covered in more depth in in your book so marketing and branding strategies from successful business owners before we dive into that were there some surprising um stories and examples that even had you go wow that is just incredible what would be the the the, the one that really stands out for you it would have to be biddy webb from limb design and her story was so incredible because not only did she give me marketing and branding strategies that she used in her business but also hr because when you start talking about marketing and branding your employees are your first marketing representatives whether they think they're in marketing or not and she shared a story that was so horrific (laughs) and so scary as a business owner and how their business was um almost shut down by a single employee who stole clients who stole um, computer equipment and then left them with a bill. She took the entire staff out to dinner the night before the email went out, said that they were no, that uh, Biddy's company was no longer serving them as clients and that she was the new person and, and left them the bill. I mean, just this really horrific story about an employee gone completely it, <laughs> I think I cringed and I nearly cried, but that was 35 years ago for them. And they um, managed to rebuild. And there was this one loan client who gave them a loan and they were able to keep moving forward. So I think that, that story, it, it kind of scares you. It's like, oh my God, you have to hire people. And some, you know, people have mm. ulterior motives and you know, she was very close to them and, you know, it was like family and you just would have never, they were completely blindsided by this employee. And so what she told me, she says, Lisa, she says, we don't necessarily hire the best and the brightest because usually that comes with a bit of arrogance Mm. and they have ulterior motives. She says, we hire for personality first. Mm -hmm. Everything else can be trained. So it wasn't a marketing tip, but it was a hiring tip that is, that was very important. That can keep your business open and and running yeah yeah that was that story always sticks out with me is is biddy's story yeah you know as you're sharing that often what i'm reminded of when it comes and it does tie in i think very or very much so to some of the core values and i would imagine that biddy herself or her herself is very honest and integral very core values because often with that is a level of trust in how we treat others and um, you know we expect others to, to treat you know us in the same way and that often 
the people who are very trusting can, if they're not careful and don't have parameters in place, uh, find themselves in situations like that. Now, not that we want to go through life feeling and being jaded with that, because you can, can't you, if you're trying to to risk manage um, for just in case it happens. But there are some certain things that we need to put in place. And now once you understand that from a brand values point of view, you can make sure that you hire people with the similar values and not going to do that. Great, great lesson for sure. Absolutely. Something for us Absolutely. all to be mindful of. Now talking about branding and marketing strategies, what are some things that as we move forward, as we know, we are very much now in an online world that is cluttered, a lot of noise, even offline as well. So what are some marketing and branding strategies that is really going to hold us in good stead as we continue to cut through that noise and become known as the go-to people in our specific industries? What do you want to share here? Without fail, every woman business owner that I interviewed for the book, without fail, every single last one of them said that knowing your target audience was key. Mm -hmm. That without knowing who your target audience was, that you were wasting time, that you were wasting money, you were wasting resources. Yeah. You have to know who those people are and create messages specifically for them. Otherwise, again, you're wasting time and money. Mm -hmm. So every single last one of them yeah. had that response that it is about knowing who your target audience is because then what that dictates is how you reach out. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the women that I interviewed, they were across all different kinds of industries and spectrums. Mm -hmm. And so you had service people, you had per people with widgets, peanut butter. You know, mm -hmm. I interviewed uh, Crazy Richard's Peanut Butter, really cool company. Wow. Yeah. And how they market is different. So my engineers, they had a completely different way of marketing because they knew who their target audience was. Yes. Their target audience is not on social media. So they don't have a social media account. They don't have an Instagram account. Mm -hmm. Why would they? their audience isn't there? That's not where their audience is looking for that kind of information. Yeah. And so they're at trade shows. They do, they market completely differently. And it's because they know mm -hmm. who their target audience is. So it, it dictates where you show up in the mm. marketplace. Mm -hmm. So if you don't, if you don't know who those people are, if you don't know where they're congregating, if you don't know their likes, dislikes, if you have not done a deep dive mm -hmm. into those people, then you'll, you'll miss them yes. and not be able to create what it is that they need and create those messages to connect with them. Yeah. So, so important. And I think an area that either business owners tend to neglect or they just scratch the surface and think, well, that's enough research. But they really need to dive a little bit deeper to find those nuances, the, the words and the phrases. Are there some tools or techniques or ways that we were they were able to capture some of that information? Because it can be difficult, can't it? Do you want to share some it, tips on how can people start to not stalk their ideal customers, but go somewhere or, or do do some sort of a technique that they can gather the right information to use uh, in this in this process? Well, most of the women that I talk to, it's already identifying your customers, the people that are already buying from you. Mm -hmm. It is interviewing them, getting their feedback, finding out what their likes, dislikes are, really getting to uh, really know them. Mm. That can help you in building a profile. They call them avatars or yeah. 
um, your target audience profile. You can give him or her a name, you know, for a good while, you know, it was Elaine, you know, does Elaine like this? Will Elaine, Mm -hmm. will she appreciate this? Because we've done our research on everything that Elaine likes, what she doesn't like. And I have one, uh, one important thing that came out of this. It's like, well, Lisa, what if you have a mixed audience, meaning male, female, how Mm. do you address them? Because the messaging may be different. How Mm. you market to women may be a little different than you market to men. Yes. Maybe just a little. And so how do you do that? And so then we started talking about um, psychographics. Mm. So that is not just the demographic information, but what an entire, um, what what is it that a generation may like, or what Mm. is it that's common between men and women? So a perfect example of that would have been, um, there's a commercial that ran a few years uh, ago here in Houston, or I think it was nationwide in the States. And mm-hmm. it was a Geico commercial, which is an insurance company. So I'm a generation Xer here in the States. My Saturday mornings, we watched Wiley Coyote. We watched Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. We watched Looney Tunes commercials. That's how most generation Xers spent their Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. So what did what did Geico do? They created a commercial. They used something from our childhood to reel us uh, in. And so that's how you have to market when you have, yeah. when you're marketing to male, to men and women, then you start looking for shared experiences mm. and you market accordingly. Yeah. And it's like, so if you know that all generation, not all, but if most generation Xers mm. were in front of the TVs with a cereal box and a bowl of milk, watching uh, Bugs Bunny, then, you know, we have that in common, then maybe yeah. using something from our childhood to reach us. And I, I still remember the commercial to this yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So. That's great, Be being able to just identify that because, you know, so often we may assume because we love our product and or service and we go by what we would expect and, and appreciate. And not often, you know, we realise, well, hang on a minute, would they resonate with the message the same, the same words and phrases? And I think the interviewing of your existing clients is absolute gold. And being mindful to write down the words and phrases on how they described it in detail because and and not to put it through our own language uh languaging because uh we can often then construe the message in a different way that's really important i think psychographics is so important and it could be you know are people struggling what are the words that they use for struggling um or whatever challenge that someone has faced Mm -hmm. you'll find that if we tap into the psychographics whether men and women are going through that experience, they're more likely to use the same words and description, wouldn't they? Because of the fact that this is what they're struggling with or challenged by, and of course what they're looking for. So valuable, I think, in mm-hmm. this inf- information. Because often in in the past, we've used more demographics of men, women, where they live, what magazines they're reading and so forth, but not really tapped into that psychographical um, aspect of things. Brilliant, brilliant. Are there any other tips or insights you want to share around the marketing and branding strategies that became very apparent uh, across the interviews that you did? The second thing that was very common was that these women defined their culture for their businesses very early on. Mm. They did not leave that to chance. And so what do we talk about when we talk about culture? We're talking about your mission statement, things that matter, your values. You set that in place and then you don't have any hiccups or surprises. You don't have other people defining your culture for you. And then you have a work environment or space yeah. that you didn't really want. Mm-hmm. And so they were very intentional about 
creating the culture so that meant all right so what are we here for what's our purpose your mission statement why are we here what why are we even here mm -hmm. and then your vision statement talks about okay well this is how we support our mission so they were very clear from the set so one um, particular business owner you know they have one desk one big huge desk and everybody works at the big desk that's the culture. Yeah. It's very open. If you need to have a private meeting, there's a space for you to do that. There's another office, um, another business where, you know, dogs are welcome. Everybody come, <laughs> everybody, it's just <laughs> that kind of office. Yeah. And so you, and why you do that is so that then you can bring in the right people. Then you don't have what Biddy had, you know, at the time, yes. you know, this crazy, employee that's kind of slips through the cracks, you know, so you kind of vet very carefully because one business owner told me that because she defined her culture very early on, mm -hmm. that it dictated how she wrote her ads, her job ads, Yes, mm -hmm. which is key so that you make sure that you're bringing Speaking in the right people. Yeah. And they all expressed how your employees, which, and I, and that was so amazing to me that your employees are going to be your best marketing representatives mm -hmm. that yeah. they would if 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 you are true to your values if you are true to your core values and your mission and you do what you say you're, you're going to do out in the marketplace mm -hmm. that your employees are your best sales reps yeah period and you've got to make sure that you have the right people you've got to make sure that your cores and values are all in line in order for your business to grow. Yeah, so, so important. You know, often as business owners, we may think, oh, you know, vision, mission statement, a bit of fluff that we mm -hmm. need to, uh, to, to, let's just get this over and done with quickly. However, a couple of things that I want to just stress to people listening and watching today, these business owners recognize that it was going to impact and create the company culture enable you to really be clear on who you're trying to target in the ads so that you can attract the right people who will then continue to speak your brand and create that consistent experience for your customers this is absolute um it has to be in place this is absolutely so very important something else that i know is so important with vision and mission and i'd love to see if this is the kind of thing that also came through the interviews that you did is that often when we get really clear on our purpose and our why and why this is so very important, when we do hit those bumps in the road and we know business has ups and downs, one day you can be on the top of the, you know, top of the mountain thinking this is fabulous and the next day something happens and you're back down again in the valleys. It's the mission, the vision, the why you created this business in the first place that often will drive you forward to get up the next day and just do it all again. Is that something that became apparent through your interviews? Absolutely. And what it also did is it it keeps you focused. Yeah. So there's the shiny ball syndrome that happens for a lot of entrepreneurs. Yes. Oh, maybe we should be doing this. And oh, this is new over here. Maybe we should be tackling this over here. But then again, if you know why you are in business, if you understand your target audience, it keeps you from that shiny ball syndrome. Because yeah. there's something new that comes out every few days oh this yes. is the latest this this is the latest that and so there's a lot to distract business mm -hmm. owners but if you stay the course it's like this is why i'm in business this is what my target audience this is what they know me for this mm -hmm. is their need this is the solution that i'm bringing to the marketplace and this is what i'm appreciated and valued for yes then all of that keeps you from again wasting time yeah so true money. 
and resources. So figuring out those whys and your, uh, your, your culture, your value, your mission statements, that's not fluff. One business I interviewed, they took two days, shut the office down, brought in an expert to help them hammer out all of that because they had some things happen in their office. And it's like, this is not what we wanted. Mm. This isn't what we, this, we didn't bargain for this. And so let's start over. Yeah. So they shut the office down for two days and brought in an expert to hammer those out. And they also said that when those values and missions, when it comes from the top down, when they are exemplified mm -hmm. by those at, top, at the top, top leadership, it's much easier for it to be accepted into, we'll call it rank and file, but your yeah. employees, your mm -hmm. team, if it's being exhibited by those in top management positions. Yeah, so, so true. I think also too, when we're looking at uh, our consumers, I mean, there's a lot of younger people now that are coming up that have, you know, income for for um, for spending and so forth, and even women. And I think a lot of businesses in the past have not recognised the power of, uh, you know, female, the purse, the wallet, even if her husband is working, Often the female will very much, the woman will very much um, guide the decision, you know, the purchasing decision uh, for her husband as, as well. When you are speaking to the businesses and they got so clear on that, the value of their ideal client, did they find that the results that they were getting, uh, because they sp spoke so clearly in the values, you know, the value of their product and service and the outcome for their prospective clients, helped in the sales conversations? Did that impact the bottom line as well for the companies? Absolutely. One company is experiencing crazy growth and I don't want to misquote the numbers, but it, it was, it was insane. She says yeah. when she got clear mm -hmm. on her why, on her vision, her, her mission and her target audience, she experienced some crazy growth because then she wasn't wasting time and money again. Mm -hmm. And her story was incredible. It, just, just phenomenal. So that it happened for many business owners is when they got clear. Mm -hmm because then they knew then they knew where to spend they yeah. knew how to spend it wasn't just you know let's throw everything at the wall and see what sticks yes yeah you know that that that's not not it can be a marketing strategy probably not your no, best no one. or it's going to take you a lot more longer isn't it and a lot more money if you've got a, a a purse that has no bottom so in other words you've got a lot of income that you can just do that then certainly wow. use that strategy something else and this is uh even from our own business and we're going through this at the moment we have a very clear vision i was very fortunate i was part of a mastermind group and that was going back i think about 18 months ago we spent in that group six full months going through vision statement values and i spent a lot of time you know really determining what that was and getting clear and so now for us as our business as we kind of project where we want to head you know sometimes we implement things and they don't quite get the results or the feedback that we get we can see there's a couple of steps in between that like service offerings and so forth however you can create that and you know any decision any tool technique that you use is all aligned so everything's working together in an integrated way and it's building you momentum and I think you aren't able to do that to tweak and see all right what do we need to do what's not working for us and do we need to take a couple of steps back before we go forward whereas often as businesses if we don't have that vision and mission and why and purpose 
as you say, we can often then throw everything out the door and start from scratch. Whereas, hang on a second, no, we just needed to take it back a little bit, refine a little bit more and then move forward with that. I'm sure that, that there's some great stories in that too, that vision allowed them to shift and move, but still remain focused on that one main mission and purpose. Is that something that was apparent too? Absolutely. There was um, a visit, it's called Buzz Balls. It's an yeah. adult beverage. It was an adult beverage. And she was saying that she had to be true to who, what her product was. So mm. there are um, areas where, you know, it might not have been acceptable. And mm. so she she experienced a lot of pushback from distributors saying, you know, we're in this particular region and you may not want to advertise it as this. You may want to call it something else. But because she knew she knew her audience and she knew where she was trying to go. So at first, what she did is she made the mistake of caving. First uh, of all, mm. she caved and she gave in to those distributors and came up with a name. I think it was Tropical Chillers. And it just did not go over it. well. It yeah. did not go over at all. Mm. And so, and the beautiful thing about marketing is that it is a living, breathing thing that mm. you can adapt in real time you can make changes so if this doesn't work then we can make this kind of change and so she says she when when that when she wasn't getting the result that she was looking for because tropical chillers connotated something like i'm off on a beach somewhere yes, and that's not yeah, what it was yeah. and buzz balls they are the 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 container is actually a ball it feel it is a it's ball shaped um and and it does exactly what the name says what happens will happen yeah uh, and so she stood. She she went back to be true to her own yeah, self. She said, "No, I'm going back. This is yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's interesting." And so she was able yeah. to shift. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So there were times when you know you have to you have to kind of pivot, and she was able to do that and expand her brand. So now she's doing well. Yeah. She, and then pricing was so important. Yeah. You know, sure so true. I so think, you know, as business, by. you know, I think as business owners, and there's this huge lesson and insight in what you've just shared, is that we know in our gut, you know, intuitively that, look, this is what it stands for. Sometimes it may take a little bit longer to to source the people who can get behind that vision. However, if you know that there's a market and you've done that research, and I'm sure she would have done that, she knows that her ideal client would resonate with this and would just, you know, really um, grasp that and, and become a product user. And I think that, you know, as often as businesses, we can let that noise and distract us from that, but that's when we need to stand firm because, you know, and I'm sure you say this to all your clients too, our brand message and our marketing will do two things. It will attract our ideal client and it would dispel everybody else. And that's okay. If we can get a message and marketing uh, and branding that does divide in that way, that's fabulous because it means that our ideal client are going to be our ambassadors and our, you know, raving fans and the others not so much. And if we tend to if we tend to speak across a, a, a lot of those industries, even our uh, not our ideal clients, our message is probably bland, isn't it? Because it's, it, it speaks to, well, we're trying to get it to speak to everyone, but what often happens is we speak to no one. Fabulous. I mean, we've obviously just, just scratched the surface, and I think there are so many lessons that we can learn in, through experiences and examples and case studies of people who have gone before and, and kind of adopt that and think, and how can that be relevant to our business? 
So share with everyone. I'm sure they are dying to know how can they um, get a copy of the book? Is it launching? When is it releasing? What's the best way to connect with us? Tell us all the details. Sure. The book will be released here in the States for Thanksgiving. So uh, Thanksgiving weekend, Black yeah. Friday, Cyber Monday, that the book will be available yeah. during that week. You can buy it um, directly from our website, www.lisanalexander.com. It'll be on Amazon as well. Those will be your two good places, but definitely go to the website, the information, everything will be there. Yeah. LisaNAlexander.com. Yeah, fabulous, fabulous. And of course, for those people who are listening after the uh, launch, of course, it will be available there. You can absolutely go and download that and access that if you're a Kindle absolutely. reader, all of that, or if you like the hard yes. copy, that's going to be available too. But for those of you, because we're recording this via video and uploading it soon, you're just going to have to wait, but at least you'll be able yes. to implement some of the things or start to think about some of the things we We've spoken about today as always Lisa it's such a pleasure to connect with you um, amazing project that you've undertaken and it's going to be an incredible resource for businesses moving forward I think from you know if someone's starting up even through to sometimes mm -hmm. you know let's do a step back let's do a check-in what can we do to really enhance what we're doing bring our brand message out so that really we can speak specifically to our ideal client because once we capture that message our clients will share they'll become our ambassadors and I think that's one of the things with the generation now coming up and, and it's something that I read a while ago about the entrepreneurial customer it's mums and millennials and they're very community minded so if they find something and they yeah. relate to a brand message and the values that a brand stands for they will share it with their community because mm -hmm. they like to be inspired and, and, and share that and so uh, you know, businesses, if you've got a brand message and, and what you stand for, your ideal client loves that. You've got all of your customers as ambassadors too. And I think that's what every business uh, wants to achieve. So thanks once again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks again. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>